0: Welcome to the Providence Podcast. I'm Sister Leslie, and I'm so glad you're here. At Godspace, we'll be moving at a little different pace this summer. So we may not be putting our newsletter out every single week or having a podcast every week. However, we may mix it up a little with some different kinds of reflections and maybe even some guests. So you'll definitely want to stay tuned. And if you haven't signed up for our newsletter, well, you should do that. It's always a good time to connect at God's Face. You can sign up at our website, godspacecommunity.com, and we'll send you a newsletter with reflections, a link to the podcast, and events and things coming up. So be sure to check that out because you don't want to miss out. And now we'll offer our reflection for this Sunday. This week, we are blessed to have a special guest reflecting with us, Sister Fidelis Tracy. Sister Fidelis is a Sister of Divine Providence. She's done many things throughout her ministerial career, including high school teaching, vocation ministry, And most recently, she was a professor of theology at Thomas More University. Right now, she offers reflections like this. She does some writing and some other spiritual programs. So you'll want to be sure to follow her. So let's begin our reflection. We'll start with our reading and go from there. A reading from the Gospel of John Jesus said to his disciples I have much more to tell you but you cannot bear it now but when it comes the spirit of truth it will guide you to all truth it will not speak on its own but it will speak what it hears and will declare to you the things that are coming it will glorify me because it will take from what is mine and declare it to you. Everything that God has is mine. For this reason I told you, that he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: In our gospel, Jesus makes a really amazing and sweeping promise that we will receive a spirit who will guide us to all truth and even let us know all that is coming. My first response is, wow, bring it on. But a little reflection leads me to say, "Mm, mm, wait a minute ambiguity stalks life it says the spirit will guide you to all truth i've always been curious and wanted to know things that's probably why i love science so much if i could just understand how things work if i could explain them then i could fix them when things got broken and know what to do with them I think most people are curious. I think most people would like to know how things work. I also like to know what is coming so I can be prepared. It's always good to be prepared. Just imagine not having to take an umbrella just in case it rains. Or knowing what you don't need to pack if you don't need both an outfit for cold and an outfit for hot weather. If you're going on a vacation because you know you know what the future is wouldn't that be great wouldn't you like to know where not to go because of what is going to happen or where things will be wonderful wouldn't you know how to act in order to lead you into a good and beautiful future but surprises are nice too well sometimes I guess other times they upset me. So even though at first I want to say hooray to this promise, I must say that it's never really been fulfilled for me. I have never been able to rest thinking now I have it all. I have it all together. And I understand everything. And I know what's going to happen and how to prepare for it. You're probably in the same place I am. Do you have it all together? Or is life still a mystery? Do you like the mystery? Or do you struggle with it? I do both. It's kind of ambiguous. Which brings me to the feast we celebrate today, the feast of the most blessed Trinity. Our God is three three persons equal but separate and these three are only one god i sort of have a hate a love hate relationship with this feast the ambiguity about it circles around the mystery part though i love mystery programs on tv i often do not like mystery in my own life so i'm going to start in my reflections on this feast with the hate part of that love-hate relationship since it's the least important and the least strong what i hate is that in the end after all attempts to explain the trinity it always comes down to it's a mystery you are never going to understand it and mystery can be disturbing I want to clean up messes and straighten out relationships. Actually, I wish everything just ran smoothly without any hitches. That's my idea of paradise. You probably get that. Though I do not I do know a few people who seem to thrive on chaos and only seem comfortable in the midst of it. Kind of like Pigpen in the Snoopy comic strip. That's probably not the majority of us, though. In my desire to understand which is part of my science-focused disposition, I took theology classes that aimed to explain the mystery of the Trinity. That's a big, uh, big job. There were so many Greek terms and definitions, person, nature, essence, existence, hypostatic union, well, I can explain it all. But never did any of it touch my lived experience. It was just head knowledge. I still had to say, it's a mystery. It was all head knowledge, not anything that touched my heart. It just didn't work for me. But the love part of that love-hate relationship is what gives me joy. Once I realized that the most important thing I can say about God is that God is not a closed entity. Not impenetrable, but rather a community of persons. And like all community, God is open to what is outside God. No community can be closed in on itself real community always reaches beyond itself to what is outside of it the most essential characteristic of our god is relationship as jesus promises we are given a share in that life in the life of god in community in relationship well Relationships like the relationships with God are what we are called to be and do. Community that involves love is who we are when we are in God. And the spirit we define as love, it's what we are going to receive. Now that's exciting. Has your life revealed that to you? Do you know God most fully when you are loving and unselfish, reaching out and caring? What I ultimately understand is that when we are in loving relationships, we are in God. When we are closed off from community, we are outside of God. Is that part of your experience? Loving relationship cannot be grasped with head knowledge. God can only be known in a community of relationships. And relationships basically cannot be grasped. Friendship cannot be completely defined. I may know a lot about my friends, but they're still a mystery. Actually, that's what's nice about them if they were still if they were not still a mystery they would no longer be interesting or relatable maybe mystery is what is exciting about life what keeps me going and attracts me how boring life would be without any surprises or any new revelations there's that ambiguity again so strange Mystery is both what is disturbing and what is attractive about relationship and community and God. I am a member of a religious community, the Sisters of Divine Providence. What most religious will say, if they're asked what's most rewarding about religious life, they will say, Community. And then if you ask them what's most difficult about religious life, they will say, community oh that ambiguity again all community is exhilarating and hard yet it is what we are called to when we are called to to be in God when we are called to share divine life why are good relationships why is community hard well No matter how much I love my friend, my co-workers, my team, they do somehow both aid me in my journey to my goals and they get in my way. Our differences attract us and also call us to make allowances for the other to go a different way than the one we had proposed, uh, to change the goal just a little bit to suit the others. Any close living with others ultimately presents their idiosyncrasies that annoy us. The classic example, of course, is about the person who squeezes a toothpaste from the top instead of the bottom. Yet any time we live in close proximity to others, little things begin to irk us. Think about the people close to you. How do you deal with differences? Is it hard to look beyond? And yet to share divine life. This is what we must do. We did not read the first reading. It's a speech by Lady Wisdom. She claims to have existed before the mountains and hills were brought forth and to have been poured out upon all creation and on all humans. She delights God and plays on the earth. She finds delight in humans. She blesses all creation and makes all things fruitful. She ultimately says she makes us friends of God and prophets. Think about those loving relationships you have and how they nourish all people and all creation. Don't you see things differently when you're really in loving relationships? As you take time now to reflect on today's feast, just sit for some time merely longing for the promised spirit to come upon you. And as you wait silently and expectantly, be aware of any changes in life that you might be urged to make in order to fully receive that promise of God. God bless you with God's life and presence and beautiful community.
0: Thanks for listening to the Providence Podcast. I hope you continue to connect with God's space and of course, the Sisters of Divine Providence of Kentucky As you enter this week, may you notice all the ways that God cares for you. And may we all take good care of each other. Peace.